Don't You Date Me, the podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though you could steal my glasses and my contacts and let me be a non-seeing bitch in this world. I would still date you. My guest today, uh, you've seen her on RuPaul's Drag Race. You've seen her on Pose. You've seen her on Broad City, Playing House, Search Party, Manila Luzon's Hot Couture. It's Jiggly <laughs> Caliente. What's up? What's up, Nicole? Hi, 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 hi. So on your IMDb, it doesn't say Jiggly Caliente. It says Bianca Castro. Yes. Is that your acting name? That's my now name, yes. And my acting oh. name, yes. So Jiggly is your stage name when you're doing drag. Bianca mm-hmm. is your name name? Yes. Now, okay. I get it. What a cute name, Bianca. Thank you. My mom was giving going to give me Bianca anyway, had I been born the right way. Mm-hmm. Since God wanted to play games with me and was like, you know what? I'm going to make your life a little <laughs> bit more difficult. <laughs> My name, had I been born a boy, would have been Christopher Andrew. Why? Did you ever ask why? Well, my parents did a weird thing where my first name is a name that they like. So they liked Nicole. Michelle is my aunt's middle name. My sister is Catherine. And then her middle name is my great-great-grandmother. And then Christopher is just a name. Andrew's my uncle's name. Oh, okay. My mom was so into like romance novels when I was like before I was born. Mm-hmm. So, like, when she would commute to work and stuff, she would read these novels. And she said that she was so intrigued by the the bad guy and the bad girl of the book that she named me either one. Mm. And my brother ended up being the good boy's name. And if had he been born a girl, he would have had the girl's name. <laughs> I like that. I yeah. think that's fun. It's cute, but I was just like... That sounds so tacky. <laughs> I don't think it sounds tacky. I like it. I mean, how like how do you explain that to people? Where'd you get your name? My mom was reading a, ro- a romance novel. I like it. I think <laughs> it's cute and I think it's unique. It's better than like, I don't know, my name's Kaylee because my mom wanted to make a, the whitest name possible. I'm Kaylee. I don't know. Oh my I God. Don't, I, I, think it's, I think it's interesting when like, uh, a name comes from somewhere. So yeah. my dear friend Sashir, her name is from Star Trek, which is, I think, so silly and so fun. See, but that at least it's something cool like Star Trek. A romance novel is cool. Have you ever read one? Of course I've read one. I read them in my youth. I used to read Danielle Steele books. Judy Bloom had some adult ones that like I read as a kid. This one, Summer Sisters, I really loved it. Um, let's see, what are the romance novels? Um, I don't know if you can call V.C. Andrews books romance, because, like, <laughs> sisters be fucking day brothers, so... Yeah, no, that's not romantic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Julie, how are you? I'm Oh, wait, good. do you prefer me to call you Bianca or Jiggly? Either or. People know me as Jiggly, so I don't take that, like, I'm, I never take that into offense, because that's what mm-hmm. how I was in, that's how I was introduced to the public eye, so I don't take mm-hmm. like it is what it is. That's like somebody get like Rihanna getting mad if somebody calls her Rihanna instead of her her government name. Robin, <laughs> Robin Fenty. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, I'm cool yes. with being called Bianca, like Jiggly or Bianca, either one. Okay, we met years and years and years and years and years ago. <laughs> I don't even know if you remember this. I know I've mentioned it to you before, but yes. you used to do this show called oh my god what the fuck was it called it's a drag competition yes it was at an indian restaurant yes yes pernima <laughs> it was in the back room 
And that was like, not my first introduction to drag, but like, it was one of the first ones. And it was so fun because like, I got to work it. Mm -hmm. And I got to see the girls stomping through this Indian restaurant as people were trying to have like a traditional Indian dinner. And they were like, the fuck? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But you were so good. You were so great. It was like you, Logan Hardcore, uh, sweetie hosted it. Yes. And I can't, those those are the three that See, stick out okay, right so now. Okay, so I know exactly what night you're talking about because I was only booked with Logan once. Oh, okay. So I know that night, that was the Beyonce night. Mm, yes! Yes! Yes, and I, I fully fucking remember. <laughs> you did. You fucking killed. Oh, that's so funny. I did Ring the Alarm. Uh-huh. And I did Single Ladies. Mm-hmm. And I think Those you were wearing a little, like a little leotard for single ladies. Yes. I did the uh, the look from the video. Yes. Oh my god. And same with Ring the Alarm. I did the VMA look. Mm-hmm. With Wait. the ponytail. Yeah, I remember. Was that bef- that was before Drag Race? Yes. Way before yes, Drag yes, Race. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Because I couldn't remember if I like saw you on Drag Race and then saw you in person, or saw you in person then on Drag Race. Yes, that's definitely how it went. Yeah. Let me ask you. So dating. Oh, actually, no. Let's not get to dating yet. Let's uh, let's start. Let's start at the very <laughs> beginning. How did you get into drag, and how did you discover or decide on your aesthetic? Okay, so drag literally fell onto my laps because I have a loud ass mouth. <laughs> I went to a drag competition, like I went to a, a club in New York called The Web, mm-hmm. and we were watching like an amateur night. It was, like, it was like a talent show. It was like everybody was doing something. There was two drag queens and one live singer. Mm-hmm. The two drag queens were horrible. Mainly one of them was doing Janet Jackson. And Janet Jackson, to me, <laughs> is like the icon of all icons. Like, she is, like, she can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. So this chick was doing Janet Jackson doesn't really matter. The choreography was all off. <laughs> she was wearing an orange hoodie when Janet was wearing a red one. So I was like, okay, this bitch is just all raw. I'm over it. And then I was like, like well, I was one of those loud ass kids. Like, when just I'm also the kind of bitch that talks during a movie. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ooh, this bitch is whack. I was mm-hmm. talking so much <laughs> shit. So the host clocked me. It was like, well, if you could do better, come here next month and do this. I was like, bet. Mm-hmm. You know how New York girls are like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, okay, yeah, I got I'll do you, it. bitch. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. And it was also around this time, like Halloween was like, coming around the corner, so I was like, you know what, that's fine, because then I could do two birds, one stone, mm-hmm. do this drag thing, and then still have a thing to do. And I was going to FIT at the time, so I was like, oh, good, so I could still do like some a little drag thing for like Halloween. Mm-hmm. So I had one of the girls make a costume for me. I ended up doing, I did Janet. And I did, doesn't really matter, the right way. (laughs) With the dance break. Uh Uh-huh. And I won. Well, no, I was tying, I tied with some girl. And then we had to lip sync for our lives before lip sync for your life was a thing. But then we had to do Honey Mm -hmm. by fucking Mariah Carey. I was like, oh, God. I was like, so I was like being stupid, dancing my ass off, doing choreography that had nothing choreography for honey, but (laughs) and I won. So it just kind of, and then all of a sudden, like I started doing it, like going out, you know, hanging Mm -hmm. out, like going to class in drag. Oh. I mean, it's always been a thing for me. I've always dressed up. 
And then later down the like fi- figuring it out down the line is I found who I am through drag and through always dressing up. It was like I loved putting it on, hated taking it off. Yes. And then there was just more there was other things that was just like working around to it. So that's how I found drag and then I just started competing in in New York just all those competitions, everything, Star Search, mm-hmm. Cattle Call with Peppermint, everything. What's Cattle Call? Cattle Call was a therapy hosted by Peppermint. And every six months, she would do like the like a, a big um, competition. And it would it be it was like a thousand dollars and you win a virgin mobile phone. Oh, that's an actual prize. A thousand dollars. And a fucking phone? They give you money for the yeah. phone plan. Well, it was like a prepay, but it's something. It's still like a cute phone. <laughs> and you know, at that time, like early 2000s, like having an unlimited plan wasn't a thing. You had the minutes or like a prepay. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, that's cool with me because I was living <laughs> off my beeper. Mm-hmm. I literally had a beeper till 2006. That's funny. That's so fucking funny. So I was like, yeah. I was cool. I wanted a beeper so bad and my mother would not get me one. I wanted a purple, one of them clear purple beepers. Yeah. And she was like, no, you're not a doctor. Who's beeping you? Oh, my mom would tell me, be like, why? You Were you a hooker or you're a drug dealer? You don't need one. There's only three people that need them. Hookers, drug dealers, and doctors. You don't. I mean. And she was like, and you're neither one of those three. And I'm going. Hmm. You're like, hmm. Maybe I'd be hooking. Mm. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> like, mm. I'm kidding. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I at one point had a yellow one. I feel like that was like a friend of a friend's was like getting rid of it. And I like couldn't figure it out. I was like, whatever. So mm, let me ask about dating. Let's get into that. Okay. Are you currently single or are you dating somebody? Yeah, I've been single now for a year. Okay. Are you on the apps and whatnot? Oh, yeah. Fully. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fully. Right now, the people listening can't see this, but Jiggly is, I can only see her from the nose up. (laughs) She, and then also it is underneath. So I'm looking, it's like I'm two feet tall looking up at her and you look like a Pokemon. I can't, do you, do you ever? Jinx. Is it Jinx? I look like Jinx right now. Is it Jinx? Is that the one in a dress? Yes, if I had blonde hair, I would definitely look like Jinx right now. Yes, you do. You look like at Jinx. Least I'm still, at least I'm still on brand. I'm still, I'm still on brand. It's still Pokemon. I fucking love it. How long was your relationship before being single? So I was dating a guy for about a year. Okay. Prior to being single now for a year. Oh, all right. Has the pandemic like affected your singleness? It's hard. I mean, I mean, I'm scared to like hook up with anyone. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Cause it's like, look, the other thing a condom can fix mm-hmm. and some prep. This one, mm-hmm. bitch, <laughs> ain't nobody trying to get COVID dick, bitch. Yes, bye. that's what I was feeling up until like two, three weeks ago. I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna fuck somebody with a mask on. I think this is what I see for myself. I am that kind of girl. That's what I'm doing. Let's do it and. Now I have a broken ankle and I can't go anywhere. And uh, I think that's the Lord. Yeah, but they can come to you. They can come to me, but I live with a roommate and a nice man who lives with me 
who already do so much for me, I think it would be like a real slap in the face to be like, can you let in this trick and also uh, give me my medicine? Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe not. <laughs> I mean, I like right now I live with my brother. So I don't do anything really at home either because I just think it's weird. It is weird and I think it's rude. Yeah, like when I'm like locked up in a hotel, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Or like if I'm or like when I'm in LA, I usually like get an Airbnb or at a hotel. So it's different. And, you know, sometimes I'm in LA for like weeks mm-hmm. at a time. So like I'll be at an Airbnb chilling, like they get it's my place. And I'm like, yeah, sure, <laughs> go ahead, bang me out. <laughs> bang me out. <laughs> Yeah, sure, oh, whatever. So, Bang me out. Yeah, like I'm like, I don't care. But like when it's here in New York, it's different because I live with my brother. And first of all, it's my younger brother. Mm. So it's like, like, I don't want to hear him doing stuff. He doesn't want to hear me doing stuff. Definitely not a cool situation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, plus it's also our mom's older, uh, like our mom owned this apartment. Mm-hmm. So before she passed, it was like, this was her apartment. So we're like, yeah, we don't know if she's around, so we're like, yeah, we're not trying to do that here either. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could ever fuck in my parents' house, like the old house that they had yeah. as an adult. Like, I feel like it would be, I don't know how people do that. They, like, invite their, like, significant other home with them for, like, Thanksgiving or Christmas, and then they'd be, like, fucking in a bedroom, and I'm like, that's, to me, is so disrespectful, and I could never. It's disrespectful, and I think it's weird. Because it it's like, weird. dude, you know, like, you know you what your house is like. You know those walls are thin. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you want to put other people through that? I can't. Mm-mm. Yeah, I've walked in on friends having sex more times than I care to talk about. And it's always jarring. I'm still scarred for life when I was about, my brother was 16. I was 18. I walked in on him getting head. Mm-hmm. I screamed so loud. <laughs> I was not ready for that. That's my younger brother. To me, he always... So, like, I always tell my brother, he hates it. But, like, to me, no matter how old he gets, he still looks like that six-year-old little kid to me. He never, uh-huh. like, he's never aged from that. So I'm always, like, protective of my brother, so I don't want him near little hoochies. <laughs> but I, <laughs> like... So, like, seeing that, I was like... I can't like that was too much I once had a friend walk in on me giving someone head in a bathroom I think I've told this on the podcast before I wasn't on my knees I was standing just bent over sucking this man's dick and my friend walked in and went oh wait what and then left she was truly like why aren't you doing it the way that uh, normal people do it oh boy I miss living with Jenny she's seen so much of me (laughs) I don't mind friends catching me in the act I don't think I've ever had an issue with that it's like it's just family members Mm -hmm. yeah like that's just yeah my my friends are like my chosen family like I don't give a shit Uh but no one could catch me sucking dick I wouldn't care (laughs) I'd be like (laughs) I'm like girl leave so after the show, after Drag Race, because um, I feel like mm-hmm. that's where the world got to see you, was dating different? Definitely. It has definitely changed because it's like, well, kind of, sort of, not really. Because I've, I'm trans and I don't get fan dick. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I don't ever get like guys that are into me because they saw me from RuPaul's Drag Race. You know what I mean? Like I get. I just get guys that are into trans girls 
or girls like me, or this is like Asian girls or whatever. And I'm a triple threat. I'm Asian plus size. And I'm trans, bitch. <laughs> I'm getting three kinds of fetishes. You got them all. Yeah. You're the ultimate fantasy. Come on. <laughs> so, like, I never, I've never had an issue dating or, like, or, like, cooking up. But it's definitely weird when you're at a dating app and then somebody all of a sudden sends you a text message that says, may I call you Jiggly? That's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, this is Tinder. What the fuck? <laughs> Does that happen a lot? Because that's like a very iconic thing that Rue says. Yeah, on Tinder, definitely. And on Grindr, if they figure out. Because my Grindr is a, is a little bit more nondescript. Mm-hmm. My Tinder profile and my Plenty of Fish profile is my face. Tinder, I'm a little bit more inconspicuous. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, I mean, my profiles aren't inconspicuous. They're just me, and I do, like, full body. I do, you know, face shots or whatever. Yeah, but that's dangerous. Huh? Well, see, you, you, like, it's on Tinder, I, I have all those shots, too. It's just it's just on Grindr that I'm like, no. <laughs> well, Grindr's a little intense, I think. Oh, it is. Uh, I wish there was a straight people grinder, but there isn't. It's called Tinder. No, it's not. Tinder doesn't tell you by the foot where somebody's at. Oh, well. Yeah, well. Um, I watched the most insane thing on Friday. So I don't know if you do you know Meatball? Yes. So I'm slowly trying to make Meatball into my best friend. And uh, <laughs> I told her, I was like, I won't stop until we're besties. But she and Dipper host this podcast and they did a like a live virtual episode where they had a man get fisted on this Zoom and he was just answering questions while getting fisted. And I was like, what kind of, I don't. Not like I'm judging him. I'm just like, I can't, I don't see that. I am not that sort of girl. Like, I couldn't. I, (laughs) as you are trying to clutch your pearls that are non existent right now, what is going on? I mean, don't get me wrong. There there are things that kind of like freak me out. Uh Not freak me out, but I'm kind of like, okay, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. But I'm also that kind of girl that's like, I've done a lot of, I've done a lot Mm -hmm. in my time. Like, like, plus doing sex work also kind of like, you know, that expanded a lot of my horizon. I had to. It was like, well, shit, that was going to get me paid. So, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> I feel like that's how a lot of people fall into sex work and people don't realize that. It's a lot of times it's not like I'm making this choice to do it. It's just like, well, I need the money. And you said something, yeah. so I'll go off and do it. I was like, you want to pay me? Okay, sure. Uh-huh. I mean, to, I mean, I kind of wish I still had those some of those contacts to this day, so I could just be like, "Hey, <laughs> mainly during this pandemic, I'd be like, you know, like, hey, why not?" Because <laughs> a lot of them are just like a lot. Well, no, not a lot, but there's a few clients that were just like easy, mm-hmm. you know, like either the quick ones, like quick and nut ones. Those are the best. Because <laughs> I, I wasn't a by the hour girl. I was by the session girl. Oh, okay. And to me, a session was, if you nut, you're done. Yeah, I don't got to do anything else. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a, 
those some of those guys that are like quick, I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. I have a friend who she's a sex worker and she gets flown all over the country to like, you know, bop in, bop out, make people mm-hmm. come, whatever. And then every now and again, she'll post a picture of her like in a Target uniform. And I'm like, why? Why? And I think her the process she goes through, she's like, well, I'll just get a legit job for a little bit. And then she's like, it's not paying me anything. Fuck this. It's so wild that like minimum wage is so low that like you, it it's like it's I mean, I don't know. I think sex work should be legalized or decriminalized. It definitely should be decriminalized and should just be legalized because if it's done, I, I'll be honest, there's a lot of sex workers that like that there's a process to this. Like a lot of them do it safely. A lot mm-hmm. do it. You know, so it's not like it's just really nilly and like, yeah, just go ahead and do me raw. No, because <laughs> it's just, just that's just not how it works. Mm-hmm. First of all, there's like there's rules to the situation because you one, you don't want to get sick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and granted, it's not a, a death sentence that it, as it was before. But still, it's like there's still that stigma. There's yeah, still taboo. And it's like, well, if I can avoid it, why wouldn't I? Exactly. And. And a lot of a lot of sex workers do take it very, very seriously mm-hmm. and like, okay, you know, like they don't play, they don't you know, but it is also different now than it was a couple years ago where Craigslist and Backpage was a thing. Now it's like ugh, they just crack down so hard on it. Like, god damn it. Yeah, I just for me personally, I'm just like I, I think whatever you do to make your money is fine. I just wish there was like more of a paper trail. So it's like, I mean, mo- I think most sex workers want it to be decriminalized, not legalized, because then when you leave, I can't remember what the argument is against legalizing it, but I just wish that then it- you get taxed. Well, I don't mind if sex workers get taxed because it's like I get taxed to or people who work at Target get taxed or whatever. So it's yeah. like, why not create a paper trail to keep people safe? Like if they're paying taxes, I yeah. know where you are, you know, or like it is. It's a tricky situation. It's also the oldest profession in the world. Truly. You know, I, like every time somebody tells me they're like, yeah, but is it really a job? I'm like, bitch, it's the oldest job in the world. Yes. I've said it before on this podcast. I'm like, y'all do it for free. The people who monetize it are smart. Like yeah. on my Instagram, someone I like posted about my live episode with Naomi and they were like, you need to stop begging. It's sad. This, that, and the other. And I was like, is it sad that I've monetized a thing that makes me sad? (laughs) Like, I don't want to be single, but I've monetized it. So like, instead of just moping around my house about it, like I now have a job where I talk about it. So I was like, you're interested. Like, it's interesting that like people don't see the opposite side of things. It's like, oh, you look down on a sex worker and it's like, well, she's getting paid for doing something that you do for free and like are probably bad at. There was a girl, a queen actually, that used to talk so low of all the girls that work on the side Mm -hmm. outside of just drag, mainly the girls that sex work. And I was like, in my head, I'm going, yeah, bitch, we get paid to suck dick. Mm-hmm. You're doing that shit for free to a guy that doesn't give a shit about you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's who's winning at the end, bitch? I am, because I'm collecting. Yes, I fully I fully believe that. It's he like, gets what he wants, I get what yes, I want, we good. Yes, and You it's... are the only, and you, you're losing <laughs> in the situation because he's not even taking your phone number. <laughs> so you suck his dick in the corner, and now, and he walked away, 
and you're there left with cum in your mouth hmm. and no money. Hmm. <laughs> That's very funny. You're left with cum in your mouth and no money. <laughs> I just wish more people would just like chill out. And it's like, if it doesn't affect you, why are you worried about it? Yeah. I'm, I'm also like, there's some people who say, well, because a lot of those men are like men who are married mm-hmm. and are involved. I mean, that's a tricky situation on its own because it's like, we don't know that they're married. Mm-hmm. We're not walking into the situation knowing they're married. A lot of them take their rings off. Mm-hmm. There's some that are ballsy and just don't care. But wouldn't it be nice to be like, okay, I might be married, but I took off my ring, but here are my papers that say that I'm, you know, I've been tested recently and I'm yeah. negative on everything so we can like safely play or whatever. Like, wouldn't that be nice? That would be. In ideal word, that would be very, very nice. But even in uh, in this world that people aren't, hooking up for monetary reasons, mm-hmm. they could they still easily lie about their status. Yeah. So it's like, well, it's like, uh Yeah. Everything gets a little muddy. I'm so horny. Even talking about this, I'm just like, oh, it'd be so nice to have a dick near me. I like dick on demand boys. Those are my oh, favorite. What is a dick on demand boy? So I have a rotation of five guys on my phone <laughs> that I can call when I'm in the mood. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we can do it. They Either it's in their car or a hotel, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like, if one doesn't answer, I'll get the next one. If the other, that one doesn't pick up, the other one does. Bitch, I am frustrated by the time I get to the fourth mm-hmm. one. <laughs> <laughs> Like, God forbid, they're all unavailable. Like, because so like, and all of us have an understanding where if we're in a relationship or whatever, like we're in a situation where we don't want to play because of something, mm-hmm. we just let each other know. But like, yeah, we're like the break glass in just in case. That's nice. Situation. Oh, my God. I wish. And we have an understanding. And I, the thing is like, and that's also guys I wouldn't necessarily date. Like I mm-hmm. date, I'll hook up with them because the dick is right. Yes. But you're like, I don't know if you're relationship material. Oh, definitely not. No, not after the stuff we've done. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, say, so there's guys that I would play with if I was in a relationship. But there's things that I kind of don't want to... Like, this, this the nasty stuff you don't want to do with somebody you're in, like... Yeah, no. Like, what? Like, I wouldn't get gangbanged with, like, with a guy that I'm in love with. You know what I mean? Like, cause I don't want him looking at me. Like he just passed me around like a blunt to all his friends. <laughs> cause he's going to look at you some type of way. And I just, I can't, I can't do that. I guess. But like, I feel like I want to share something like that with the person I love. I could, I want to share. Maybe not. Maybe not. You yeah, know? See, that's what I'm saying. To, to an extent you want to share your freakiness, mm-hmm. but not all of it. So that's why I'm happy that, I've gotten it all out of my system Mm -hmm. so that I can just have vanilla sex for the rest of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, real quick, we got to take a break. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now, like Cardin, Kaja, Emily of George, and hey, Meve, 
Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving. And I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I gotta say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So... Even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? is better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho. <laughs> 
without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And oh, we're back. So, Jiggly, what are you looking for in a relationship? What is your type of man? Okay, he has to at least be six feet tall. Okay. I would prefer him to be beefy. Okay. Not necessarily, like, muscular, but I would like him to be, like... Just big. Big. I'm a big girl. I want a guy that's gonna, like, not make me look big. Mm-hmm. I want to look petite next to you. Okay. I'm five... I mean, I'm already five foot four, but I but since I am a plus-size girl, I'm kind of, like... I still want a guy to kind of make me not look big. Mm-hmm. So the ideal guy would look like Brutus or the Hulk. Okay. okay. <laughs> I love how you were like beefy, but like not really that beefy or muscular. The Hulk. <laughs> I said, well, okay. Or Brutus. Who's Brutus? <laughs> Brutus from like Popeye. I don't know who Brutus that, is. The He's like the, the bad guy. He's kind of chubby. Okay. I gotta look him up. Brutus. Popeye. Oh, it came right up. My phone's listening to me. Oh, okay. He can get it. Yeah. So I was like, I just want like, like a big beefy dude. Okay. All right. Uh, what kind of job would you want him to have? So I would want him to have a regular job, mm-hmm. but I want him to be able to understand. Actually, you know, ideally I would want him to know about the entertainment industry just so he can understand what I have to go through. Mm-hmm. Because... That inevitably ruined my last relationship because he just didn't get it. He didn't get Jiggly and he didn't get, like, me working as an actress and, like, the schedule of that. Yeah, I mean, that shit is hard to make somebody understand if they don't inherently get it. It's like, yeah, my hours are so long and then my time, my downtime is incredibly short. So it's like we have to work it out. There was one week during Pose that we filmed, like, 12-hour days. So I was like, oh, I need to just sleep on my day off. Like, I'm sorry, I'm tired. Because it's a lot of, like, rush and wait. Rushing Mm -hmm. and waiting. So it's like, they don't understand how, like... He didn't understand how tiring that could be. And then, like, with my Drag Race stuff, like, he doesn't understand that sometimes I don't get the confirmation that I'm booked the gig till a week before. Uh-huh. Or God forbid I have to take somebody's spot on a tour last minute because I'm the understudy and I fly out the day of. It's sporadic, but it's also like beautiful because the pay is great. So Yeah, the pay is great. And then also it's like you're doing something you love doing. I love. Yeah. So yeah, I feel the same way when I'm with somebody where I sometimes have to say out loud, it's like I made time to see you. I flew back to LA for two days when I could have stayed on the, on the East coast to see you. I'm flying out, leaving your house at 6am to go back to touring or whatever I have to do. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't need a thank you. I just need you to appreciate it a little bit and understand it's a sacrifice. Yeah. And like, talk to me, like, tell me, like, if I say I really like you or whatever, then like I need you to open your mouth and be like, I agree. Or like, tell me you're not into me so I can stop bending over backwards for you. Exactly. And like the last guy, I was just like, 
I mean, granted, I've also made mistakes in the relationship, but it's like his lack of understanding of what I do frustrated me. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, it was like he got jealous over a music video that I filmed Hmm. for content. And it was like, dude, he's gay. He wants nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. Like gay men don't want trans women. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a wild thing to get jealous about. I don't, but people get so jealous over the dumbest shit. I mean, I, I'll be honest, like, Ken is a gorgeous guy. Oh, wait, is this the video of you on the beach? Yes. Mm, that's a sexy fucking video. Ah! Okay, that was the point. And I was like, because I was like, so the point of that music video to me was, one, I wanted to show them the newer me, a more adult version of me, because like, I know what, what the perception of me is from drag race. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to show people that I'm growing up now. I'm grown up. I have lost weight. I wanted to just show them that like this brand new version of me. Mm-hmm. And the only way I could have done that was doing this music video of, uh, what's it? I forgot the name of the song. I'm <laughs> 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 sorry. It's not it's- even mine. So it's okay. Oh, it's not yours. Oh, okay. I was like, girl, you can't, you can't put another song in and forget it. But yeah, like it was, it was supposed to be sexy. Wicked Games. There you go. Wicked Games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to do just a beautiful video. And like Brad did such an amazing job of casting because I wasn't there to look for guys. I wasn't in LA. I told him I only had a few days prior to DragCon to film something. He goes, we can do it in a day. I was like, okay, great. And I left for DragCon and then the day, like a couple days before, we filmed a video and it looked great. And I was like, and I only saw a picture of Ken. I didn't even see, like, I didn't like stalk him on Instagram yet. I did, I did after. Like, because <laughs> I was like, Wow, he's hot. Uh-huh. And then, like, his pictures did him no justice. Because I was like, damn, this boy is fine. <laughs> like, it was one of those guys that you're like, oh, fuck, why are you gay? Uh-huh. Damn it. Like, why did the gay guys always get the hot ones? Yeah, he was hot. Very, very hot. So your boyfriend at the time was jealous. He got so jealous. He wouldn't let it go. He like he harbored it for like months mm-hmm. because that happened September. And then like when I left in October to do something, he was, st- he brought it up again. And I was like, why? <laughs> I was like, I'm like, what do you want me to do? Call Ken for Ken to tell you he's gay. And he wants nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. Because like, like, Johnny would also, like, he followed me on Instagram, so he saw, like, comments that would be made. Mm-hmm. And then Ken playfully would be like, oh, you're, like, thanks for a great time, gorgeous. Like, whatever. But he, like, it was just that. Like, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting when people get jealous, because sometimes I feel like something else might be wrong, and then they're just, like, using the jealousy as, like, a means to, like, mm-hmm. an end, if you will. But yeah, like that's just that's just bullshit that you shouldn't have to deal with. I mean, I get it. I also didn't help the situation because I would be like, I was like, I could have any fucking guy I want. Do you not understand that? Jiggly! 
oh no, I because it's so annoying. It was like when I get mad, I'm mad. Mm-hmm. So I just say whatever I want and just like I forget that sometimes being as blunt as I am can cause me issues. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I was just like, dude, this is TV pussy. Are you crazy? <laughs> There's hot guys around me all the fucking time. This is TV pussy. It's very funny. That's true, though. It's like, I'm like I'm in the industry where there's a lot of good looking people mm-hmm. in the nightlife, in nightlife and in television. So mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, what do you think? Yeah, you just have to be like confident and secure in yourself. That's what I always tell them. I'm like, I, at the end of the day, you're the first person I talk to in the morning. You're the last person I text at the night. Like even when I'm out of town. I was like, and how we started, like how we started was on Plenty of Fish. He, har- like, not harassed me, but he was, like, kind of, like... Going after you. He went after me for, like, a couple months. And then, like, I really paid attention to him when I was in Europe. Because at the end of the night, before I fall asleep, I kind of was just, like... I, I don't know. It felt nice that somebody desired me while I was away, stuck on a tour with a bunch of queens. <laughs> and, you know, like, it's not like I could play with myself. It's like, well, shit, I'm like... In a tour bus. Mm-hmm. So, like, <laughs> the sweet comment and the sweet conversation is what kind of, like, got me through that month. Mm-hmm. But then it was like, and then we met. It was beautiful. And everything was fine. The only thing I should have really been honest with him about was I should have been honest about Jiggly. He knew that I was an actress, but he didn't know about Jiggly. Oh, wow. So how long did you keep that a secret? Or not a secret, but like, how long did you not tell him about Jiggly? Three months. Wow. And I feel like Jiggly's such a huge part of you. Exactly. But the thing was, it was like, and the only reason why is because he actually Googled (laughs) my name. (laughs) And then, because like, so we would go on dates, specifically our first date alone, there was two people that stopped me and to take mm-hmm. a picture with me, to ask to take a picture with me, and we were at Dave and Buster's. Wait, your first date was at Dave and Buster's? Yes, it was so cool. I liked it. That's perfect. I had a birthday party at Dave and Buster's. I'm fully on board for Dave and Buster's. But see, I like Dave and Buster's because it tells me a lot about the guy. Mm-hmm. One, if there's people that stop me, how is he going to react? Two, I want to see if like he plays against me. Like, how is he going to play? Is he going to be a dick or is he going to be... Playful. And Yeah. And plus, I'm also the kind of girl that I look at a guy, like how much he tips mm-hmm. during a date tells me a lot. Oh, yeah. If you don't tip, I don't think I could date you. Oh, hell no. No, because I, one, I thrive off like tips when I yeah. perform. And so like, and also just like, these people are doing a service. Mm-hmm. Like, and if they do a good service, you should tip them accordingly. So, yeah, that tells me a lot about a guy. Like, so that's why Dave and Buster's for me is always like a perfect date. And it's also because it's also not like super like buttoned up and like you don't have to get oh, like it's fully not like that. Yeah. Like I, I'll go and like I'll be in comfortable like jeans, Timberlands. You know what I mean? Like, I'll go... She's a New York girl. Oh, she's definitely jeans, Timberlands, a bubble coat, and door knockers. Ah! <laughs> so, yeah. That like... was my fucking look in New York. I had this brown, baby fat bubble coat. 
that I would wear with these baby fat jeans and I'd tuck them into my Tims and I'd be stomping mm-hmm. around town. I miss that. See, why you have to move to LA? <laughs> <laughs> but I think even if I moved to LA, I would that would still be my uniform. Yeah, but you'd be too hot in a coat. Well, I guess now. Not maybe not a chilly. coat, but I'd definitely be jeans and Tims. That's not stopping me. I just bought you a new pair like, and I'm really excited that, about them. I'm like, I'm yeah. gonna wear them again. But like that's why I think a like a date like that, it's also like cool. You don't have to get like you know, because sometimes if you go to like a movie, you don't get to talk. Mm-hmm. At least you get to talk when you're at a restaurant like that. You can have a fun conversation. And it's not... There's no... What's he called this? Um, I mm. feel like you're not stressed. Like, there's, like yeah. there's no... There's no pressure. It's like yeah. a very low-pressure situation. Ch- it's a chill situation. Mm-hmm. I don't go on, like, a first date to the movies, but, like, a third or fourth date, I will go to the movies and then, like, have a bar to go to after... Uh, so it's like, oh, we have something to talk about. Oh, don't get me wrong. I've definitely used guys to see movies that I want to see. <laughs> like that, when I want to go see like a IMAX, um, Dolby movie. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you could pay that $20 ticket. Thank you. 20 Sis, where you been? It's $30. Is it really? A Dolby, the- a ticket is $30. I don't go to, well, I don't know what a Dolby theater is and I don't know what IMAX is. I only saw one movie in IMAX. I think it was IMAX. It was Gravity with Sandra Bullock, and it was too much space. I was like surrounded <laughs> by space. I was like, "What is this movie? Give it, give me something else." <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but like used to see movies like Avengers and fucking Wonder Woman. That's how mm-hmm. you want to see those movies. Johnny was really good, though. He was really he was a good guy. I just wish he would have understood more of me. Mm-hmm. We didn't necessarily leave in bad on bad terms, but I mean, because we're still talking to this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, that's nice. I think that's like I I like when people like I have a friend who was married. They got divorced. He's engaged again. I think she might be engaged again as well. And they're each other's cheerleaders. Like sometimes on Twitter, they'll like lift each other up and be like, look what she did or look what he did. And I'm like, this is so healthy and so nice. I like it. I always get so sad when people are like, well, we're done and I fucking hate them. This, that, and the other. It's like, but at some point you love them. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. (laughs) The first two months of us breaking up, I hated him and dogged him out for all I could. (laughs) He was all kind of bastard and dirty. (laughs) It's like, I cut it. That poor white man didn't know what the fuck hit him. But But you got to a point where you were like, I appreciate you and I will always love you, right? Yeah, because I I do appreciate the way he treated me and made me feel. He Mm -hmm. never... It was nice to feel like a regular girl. Like, I didn't... You know, like, the girl... Being the girlfriend that he would pick up on the weekend and I'd stay at his house... Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, you know, like, I like that. It was nice that I got to experience that in a healthy way. And I didn't feel fetishized. Granted, I was like the second trans girl he's ever dealt with. Mm-hmm. I was his first trans relationship. But it wasn't like, he never made me feel like I was an experiment or a fetish. So that's why I like I still have respect for him because I was treated with 
with kindness. Well, I mean, that's like so important, you know, like to not feel like a fetish, to not feel like, like whenever a dude's like, it's happened, I think maybe once or twice where he's like, you're the first black girl I've been with. And I'm like, oh, okay. Is this like, what is the Like, why did you feel the need to say that? Yeah. You know, it's like, I didn't need to know. Please, please don't. I'll ask if I wanted to know. So yeah, like, I think that's... See, but I'm a bitch. So when a guy says something stupid like that to me, I'm always like, well, you're the first guy who had a little dick that I hooked up with, so... <laughs> so sometimes with being a trans woman, sometimes when guys say shit like that to me, I always feel like, what, you think, like, you're doing me a favor? Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, dude. At the end of the day, I control the situation, not you. I tell mm -hmm. you when this happens. So I'm like, you know what? Mm -mm. So during the pandemic, do you, so you don't want to get COVID. I know that. But like after the pandemic ends, like, what do you think? Like, are you going to be on the apps? Are you like, how do you I'm think you're going to go about now? I, mm -hmm. so I'll be, okay. I'll be completely honest. So since I've been getting like the COVID test mm -hmm. and I have that um, temperature thing, I've... <laughs> I've kind of like fooled around. Okay. And actually, I've hooked up with my ex really recently. So, so you be in these streets doing shit. Okay. I need, well, well, okay. At least with him, I like, I could pretty much, I know that he hasn't been with anyone. Mm -hmm. And I, I haven't been with anyone since either. Well, I haven't been with anyone since February. <laughs> okay. But, he hasn't been with anyone since me. Mm -hmm. At least that's what he says. And he like, he showed me his test and everything. And I'm like, okay, good. But and we both got COVID tested. And I was like, all right. And then like, cause when like around October, I came home, I needed, like I needed to be quarantined. Mm -hmm. So desperation and mm -hmm. like, <laughs> hit really hard so i was like oh shit <laughs> it's been months and me and him got to a point where we were having conversations where we didn't end it arguing mm -hmm. because like our conversations always started off like okay we'll start like for a couple months was like it starts off well and mm -hmm. then we end up talking about our relationship and we start arguing mm -hmm. so at, around that time we just started to have real conversations like around it happened it started around june and it started to become more not safe um healthy mm -hmm. <laughs> we weren't arguing we weren't like it, it didn't seem like there was any animosity it just seemed like we just missed each other do you think you guys are going to get back together I have a rule where an ex is an ex for a reason. Okay. But he's making me question that. Oh, I love this. This is like a new phase to your love life. Maybe an ex isn't an ex for a reason. Maybe a reconciliation. But that's, for me, it's a dangerous ground. Because mm -hmm. I hate feeling vulnerable and I hate feeling... Like, I don't control the situation. And usually, mm -hmm. I, that's what I'm used to. I like being in control of the situation. I like being in control of my emotions. So when 
something like this is coming up, I'm like, fuck, what, what's going on? Like, and I, oh, I told him the fir- from our first date, I was like, you're going to be bad for fucking business. <laughs> because everything he did on our first date that got checked off was like, shit. And it's usually like when you go on a, when I go on a date with a guy, all my checklist doesn't get, cr- like nothing more than three gets mm-hmm. checked off. But my checklist was like, he knocked out like 10 oh, in one okay. date. And I have a, a check, I have a weird checklist. Cause it's just like, a guy has to be like this. I has to be this. He has to mm-hmm. be this. Like, and he knocked out 10 in one day. In a span of a four and a half hour date, he knocked out 10. And I didn't even sleep with him on the first date. I feel like... He didn't get a handy or a (laughs) blowjob. I mean, I feel like all signs are pointing to you might get back together. And I'm excited for this. I mean, he's going to have to... Because like, there's things that I'm doing recently. Like, So I recently auditioned for a CW show and a Freeform show. Mm -hmm. If I get... Either one of these. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, this is the thing that you just have to work on the communication and be like, this is what I love doing. This is what I'm doing. Uh, we have to figure out our schedule together while I figure out the schedule for that. Yeah. And I just, I'm, I'm hoping that we can go forward in a different direction, like in a healthier mm-hmm. direction, because at least now he knows all of my, like, not my dirt, but like that. Like I held so much of Jiggly to him that now mm-hmm. he knows what Jiggly is mm-hmm. and what Jiggly is to my life. So you know, it's not just because. Granted, I mean, I I really should have not have just told him. I'm kind of just like an influencer on Instagram, and I'm an actress. I didn't tell him about Jiggly. Jiggly. You can't just be lying to people like that. I didn't know how to explain who Jiggly was because it's always a hard situation to explain drag mm-hmm. and being trans mm-hmm. as is, let alone trying to tell that to a guy I'm trying to date. So but it's like, like I oh I guess yeah. I mean to me, transness and drag is intertwined, but that's just because I've you know seen a bunch of documentaries and I like you know speak to a lot of people about drag and whatnot. But yeah, I think it's just, I think hiding a part I of mean, you. A lot of, yeah, it did cause a huge strain in the relationship because he didn't know for months. And then he's trying to figure out what I do. And then like he had his own preconceived notions of what, what nightlife is. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I was like, what Studio 54 movie do you think I'm working at? (laughs) I think you should invite him into that world. Bring him to a show. Or like, if you can bring him to set, bring him to a set. I will only bring him to a drag show knowing that I'm the only pretty girl on cast. (laughs) Bitch. No, he wants you. I refuse. You need to let him into your life. Just in case. Just in case, like, I'm not going to have him work, like, see me when Kylie's on stage. Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) And he only used to date blonde girls? Oh, hell to the no. Hell no. Yes, but he's dating you now. All that shit's in the the fucking rearview window. (laughs) You really got to let him in. 
That's what I say. For this I to work, d- I mean, you got to let him in. You got to explain your shit. You, I, I mean, I think he would enjoy it. He would enjoy because he enjoys you. So he's going to enjoy this part of you. Yeah. And he's also, but you know, what's also weird. He's like low key conservative. <laughs> That's wild to me. Not in a, not in a way as far as in like politically or whatever, but like, he's also, he's that kind of guy who's like, oh, so he's just like kind of uh reserved and like pulled back yeah, a little bit. Like, I mean, even like when we go on dates there, sometimes he's like, He'd tell me, like, jokingly, he'd say something. He's like, your skirt is really short. And I'm like, yeah, it's for you. Duh. <laughs> like, you think I'm wearing this shit for anybody else? It's for you, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I think you just gotta... Like, I used to tell him, it was like, hello, the easier for you to pull this up so you can bang me out. <laughs> <laughs> I see a future for you guys, and I'm very excited. Jiggly, we've come to the end. I ask most of my guests this. I've only missed a couple. But would you date me? You know what? If I was like lesbotronic, I definitely would. <laughs> Thank Do you know how you. sick that would be? We would be like an two adorable TV pussies, couple. bitch. We, <laughs> <laughs> we could both, and we could both watch ourselves on Netflix. Yes. We <laughs> imagine we just like sit around, watch each other on Netflix, and we're like, nah, that's that. That's all that we do. As we collect those residuals. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get any residuals from Netflix. You must have a better deal than me. Uh, do you have anything you want to promote? Um, I Well, I mean, no, I don't know. If I, if I land those roles, yes, please, God, watch me on television again. <laughs> <laughs> but if anything, just get a cameo from me or follow me on Instagram. Now tell the people what your Instagram is and what the and cameo. They can just search Jiggly Caliente on Cameo. Yes, you can okay. just search Jiggly Caliente on Cameo and on Instagram. I'm Jiggly Caliente official. There we go. And if you like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you can like, you can subscribe, you can rate it. Uh, and if mm-hmm. you send me a nasty come on hitting on me, I will read it. This person said. Puss juice margaritas for two. Just kidding. You're so busy. Let's see. Uh, I want to grab your puss and squeeze out those delicious margarita juices. Uh, And that's it. Uh, We can figure (laughs) out how to make some chilled puss juice margaritas for two. Uh, Thank you so much. Uh, What a wild thing that you think I have uh, margaritas in my pussy. I assure you, I don't. Okay, bye-bye. Love you, bye. This has been a Team Coco production. <laughs>